Recorded live.
Amen, amen. Praise the Lord. Welcome, everyone, to Talk Show. I am Apostle Chris, going forth into a series in which I have been ministering on a blog talk radio under the name Grandmother Seal, which is a ministry of 97 Prophetic Outreach Ministries International. The series in which we are beginning to talk about is called Mantles Supernatural Impartation. Amen. Again, Mantles Supernatural Impartation. And this is a series that I have been ministering on on the Law Talk Radio. I've been ministering on this series as the Spirit of God have allowed me to minister on this series. Beloved, let us go ahead and go forth in prayer if we may. Father, we just come to you right now in the name of Jesus Christ, God. Just thank you again, Father God, for allowing us to resurrect this morning, Father God. We thank you, Father God, in Jesus' name, for being so good to each and every one of us, O oh God. God, we invite your presence in, Father God, to begin to clothe us, God. Oh God, begin to remove any and everything that is not of you out of us, God. Let it act to the root, Father God. Anything that needs to die in us, Father God, let it die, Father God, that it don't produce no more fruit. Anything that's displeasing in your eyesight, God. Things that are causing us to stumble, to fall, Father God. Anything, Father God, that you that needs to be removed, they the ask to the root. God will give us joy and peace through the process, God, in Jesus' name. Give us sustaining strength and sustaining power to begin to stand, Father God. Father God, as your word says, Father God, have it all to do for us to stand, Father God. I pray for these are special people, Father God, that, Father God, whatever situation is bothering them, Father God, wherever they need to contact, Father God, like the woman with the issue of blood, begin to minister to your people, Father God. We speak signs, wonders, and miracles begin to go forth inside of their life, Father God, as they are here as a mandate and on assignment, Father God, to be a witness for Jesus Christ, to share the good news, the gospel of Jesus Christ unto a dying world, unto a lost nation, God. Empower your people, equip your people, O oh God, in the name of Jesus Christ, Father God. And we thank you for it right now in Jesus' name, Father God, that you already sent angels before us, God, to make the crooked places straight. Cause our angels to be an enemy to our enemy and an adversary to our adversary, God. Cause our angels to contend with those that contend with us, God, in Jesus' name. And we glorify you, God, for sending angels before us, God. Hallelujah, which will bring us to the places that you have prepared for us. So we bless you all in that. We take a supernatural divine favor, God. As I'm going forth and I'm ministering, Father God, the word of the Lord, Father God, you begin to decrease me while you increase inside of my life. Hallelujah, Father God. We thank you, Father God, for the manifestation of your word, manifestation of the spirit, manifestation of the power, Father God. And we believe, Father God, and we speak testimony begin to go forth Father God, in the lives of your people, Father God, of what you have done. And we give you the praise, the glory, and the honor in Jesus' name. And all the people of God said, Amen. Praise God. I am Apostle Christopher Covington of Diocese 7, Prophetic Outreach Ministries International. Thank you for coming forth on the broadcast. I have been ministering on Blog Talk Radio under one of the ministries that I have, which is Graham of the Seer, that's on Blog Talk Radio. But now I'm here on Talk Shoe. I didn't have that much time on Blog Talk Radio to go into the series, but thank God. Amen. Uh, today's series topic that we're going for to, uh, the name of the title for the series is Master Supernatural Impartation. For those of you that have your Bibles, 
I'll be reading from the King James Bible. Let us go to Matthew chapter 9, verses 15 through 17. Amen. Matthew chapter 9, verses 15 through 17. Amen. From the King James Bible. Amen. Matthew chapter 9, verses 15 through 17. And it reads to you here from the King James Bible. And Jesus said to them, Can the children of the bride chamber mourn as long as the bridegroom is with them? But the days will come when the bridegroom shall be taken from them, and then shall they fast. Verse 16, no man put up a piece of loose cloth into an old garment. For that which is put in to fill it up, take up from the garment, and the rent is made worse. Verse 17, neither do men put new wine in old bottles, that the bottles break and the wine run out, and the bottles perish, but they put new wine into new bottles, and both are preserved. Amen. Praise God. Jesus was referring to his people that as long as he is with them, they won't have to fast. But he was letting them know that there will come a time in which he will depart and that they will have to fast because he is the power. He is God. He is the universal power. And they will have to fast. Jesus said, no man put up a piece of new cloth into an old garment, for that which is put in to fill it up, take it from the garment, and the rent is made worse. Amen. Talking about tradition, religious spirit. Just because, and I said this earlier on Blog Talk Radio today, just because someone has a key to open the door for you does not mean that God wants that key, you to use that key or for them to use that key for you. This going to the who, what, why, where, and when. We have to be very careful who we allow to be in our inner circle, which means you have to be very careful who you allow to be in your life. Because everybody who said it for you is not for you. Uh, it's no different than you saying, this is my saying, well, what do you wear this? And the thing is, you're not being rude, but you don't want to wear that because that's not your style. And plus, you know what you like, and you know the quality you like. Just because it looks good may not be the thing that you naturally want. And just because something looks old and some people are saying that what you're wearing, it, it don't look right, you know what you like because of, of the quality, of the geniality of that it has. And Jesus was talking about also dealing with the Renaissance. That's the Holy Spirit to be born again that the Spirit of the Lord came upon people in the Old Testament, just like people like Samson and other saints of God. The Spirit of the Lord, the Spirit of the Lord, the Spirit of God came upon people in times past. But now, since we're in the New Covenant, the New Testament, the Spirit of God not only comes upon us, but the Spirit of God lives in us, as he said in the Old Testament, that I write, write, he said, I write my name upon your forehead. Now watch this. Not only, we don't have to write, uh, he don't have to write his name upon our forehead because we're always sealed by the Holy Spirit of redemption. Come on. Things that people are used to doing, a lot of times they're trying to implement in your life and it's not working. Jesus said that the dead buried the dead, and how can the blind read the blind? And I began to say earlier on Blog Talk Radio uh, that 
How is somebody helping you with this situation? They never been through the situation that you're going through. You don't need somebody who's blind also to lead you in a bigger ditch. See, for the to seek your own boat. And so I said, neither do men put new wine to old bottles. As the bottles break and the wine running out and the bottles perish, but they put new wine to old bottles. They put new wine in new bottles, and both are preserved. Hallelujah. You ain't going to put no new wine in old bottles because they think the bottles, the old bottles are going to break because they do not have the sustainability to contain and to hold the pureness of the new. And so you're going to put new wine or new things into new bottles because the new bottles can preserve and contain the sustainability of the quality and the quantity of the new wine. That's why Jesus came to do away with the old, which was the law. The Bible says, the let us kill us with the spirit bring of life. So the Lord came to bring grace and mercy. He came to bring the new wine. That's why Jesus said, think not that I came to destroy the law of the prophets. Why would he say, think not that I have come to destroy the law of the prophets? And I'll tell you why he said that. He said, think not that I have come to destroy the law of the prophets. He said, but I have come to fulfill. And the reason why he said that was because they knew the Pentateuch. They knew the, the book of Moses. And they knew the law. Because Deuteronomy basically means the repetition of the law. That's the definition of the book of Deuteronomy. It's the repetition of the law, what was being said, rehearsed. And when Jesus said, think not that I come to destroy the law of the prophets, he already knew the hearts of men and women that they were thinking that he was a false prophet. Now, how in the world can he be a false prophet if he, is, if he himself is God Almighty who had made the law? And so he's saying that just like a tree bears forth fruit, you cannot taste the fruit even though the tree was producing for fruit. Now I'm coming to give you an understanding. I'm coming to fulfill that which my father desires for you to fulfill. You don't have to go kill no more lambs. You don't have to go kill, sacrifice no more animals. He said, I am the sacrifice. He said that I am the resurrection and I am the life. He's done away with the old and he has given us the new. And so a lot of old systems that used to work is not going to work no more like it did in yesteryear or in days past. Amen. Mantles, the, the definition the Lord has given me, simply define a spiritual garment of authority that endow the wearer with supernatural grace to establish the kingdom. Here we go. He anoints you for kingdom work and not for your own desires, not for what we want. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, out of the King's name, Bible, but seek ye first the kingdom of heaven and all of its righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Otherwise, God is a jealous God. Put him first, and he's going to take care of you. It's 
It is now the way of a supernatural grace to establish the kingdom of heaven in the earthly realm. He's given dominionship here and here. Mantle represents spiritual covering, usually refers to spiritual authority and anointing, the apostolic and prophetic movement. For those of you that have your Bibles, let us go into the series intro scripture. Uh, series intro scripture will be coming from 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 13. Amen. 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 13. It reads to your hearing, Then Samuel, Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the midst of his brethren, and the Spirit of oil came on David, upon David from that day forth. So Samuel rose up and went to Ramah. Amen. God had instructed the prophet Samuel to begin to anoint him somewhat. And he, and he told him to anoint this young man named David. And the Bible said that when he anointed him, the Spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forth. We're talking about in our series, mental supernatural impartation, that you need the power of God wherever you go, whatever situation you're in, you're going to need God to be a part of what, of your life. You need God in your walking, in your talking, in your calling. You need God. The series states is 1 Samuel chapter 16, verses 21 through 23. Let's go to 1 Samuel chapter 16, verses 21 through 23. This is the series thesis from the King James Bible in reach to your hearing. And David came to Saul and stood before him, and he loved him greatly, and he became his armor bearer. See, and now we're going to talk about on that law talk radio today that you see right here in verse 21 in 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 21, David came to Saul. The anointing will cause you to stand before great people. The Bible says a man just make room for him and bring him before great men. He that is diligent in his business to stand before great men and not before mean men. Also, the anointing will cause you to not only stand before great people, it will cause great people to begin to admire you. They will begin to love you with God's love, and they won't even know why they're showing you for favor. Which takes us to Isaiah chapter 54, verse 14. Thus says the Lord, the Lord, the labor of Egypt, the merchandise of Ethiopia, and the Sabaeans, men of statues, to come over and change. They should come over and train, suggest them, fall down unto these things. Surely God is in it, that there is no other God. God will cause the Egyptians, Ethiopians, to be his, not just them, but he's coming all nationalities. He will call people of different nationalities who have the wealth, the money, the prosperity, the doors, so they get to present the doors for you. And that's why I begin to talk about and deal with theology and deal with the prophetic in the sphere realm, that you've got to begin to understand that there are four seasons in the natural as well as there are four seasons with God will begin to manifest. There's only four times in which God will manifest. Now, he will manifest generally according to your obedience and your seed sowing, not just tithing, but also giving offers, the first fruit, the memorials. But you have to pray and, and seek God on, on, on for that. But you can expect four major doors to open up every year. And so you have to be very careful, again, who you allow to be in your circle because they can hinder you from walking into these open doors. Amen. Look at this. And the Bible said, and he became his own bearer. The anointing also will not only cause you to stand before great people and have great people admire you, but the third thing, the anointing also will cause you to be placed in a high position. David was anointed king 
But yet God was hiding David and preserving him for a specific time because he, at this time he was known as a prince. The Bible does not say he was a prince, but understand that he was a prince if you go into the spirit. He became his armor bearer. He was to protect Saul because as a man, whatever you saw him, you go read. So as he was protecting Saul to be his armor bearer, you know David was sowing righteous seed. Watch this. Verse 22, and Saul sent to Jesse. Now, you know, Jesse is David's dad. And Saul sent to Jesse saying, let David, I pray thee, stand before me, for he has found favor in my sight. God will cause people to come summon you. Uh, verse 23, and it came to pass when the evil spirit from God was upon Saul that David took a harp and played with his hand. So Saul was refreshed as well, and the evil spirit departed from him. So even though David was anointed king, yet you see David doing something totally different. See, I wrote in my book, James and Visions, Volume 1, the express five secret revelations of God, that in the key, and one of the key points that your anointing does not come into your guilt. Your anointing comes in by doing something totally different of your guilt. Why? Because the, 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 God wants us to be humble. He says, he that will be greatest among you will be the servant of all. Uh, servant of all is to build character. It's to build discipline. It's to take you into mastery. That when I was a child, I spoke like a child. I acted like a child. I talked like a child. But when I became a man, that man meaning when I came to a level of maturity, I put away child's esteem. So let's go into... Today's topic, Anointed for Warfare. Amen. Now, Blog Talk Radio uh, did not finish the topic because I didn't have a lot of time. But today we're going to go to the topic, the intro scripture, and the thesis. Amen. Today's topic is entitled Anointed for Warfare. To those of you that have your Bibles, let's go to Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 to 18. Amen. Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 to 18. From the King James Bible, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. It takes more than just being strong in the Lord, but in the power of his might. And the power of his might is not doing things the way we think we should do it, but the way God has said it. Verse 11, put on the whole arm of God that ye may be able to stand against the walls of the devil. What is the whole arm of God? It's not only being strong in the Lord, but it's in the power of his might also. That is the whole arm of God, because you be strong in the Lord, and not just in the power of might, you do not have the whole arm of God. You just have the arm of God. You have partiality of the arm. But when you be strong in the Lord in the power of might, the power of might come out, even though you have this word that's being strong in the Lord, but the power of might come out, even if you don't understand, wait on God until he gives you an answer. Wait on God until he manifests. That is to know the whole arm of God. That ye may be able to stand against the wild of the devil. The walls of the devil is to get us out of character, to get us to act nasty, to get us to attack people, to cause us not to walk in love, to cause us to get on the defensive side and not have our armor girded up. The Bible says, for we are not ignorant nor unlearned nor stupid of the devil's device, his scots, his schemes, his plots, his plans, his tactics, his onslaughts, his weapons. The scripture says in verse 12, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood. We don't fight against people, nor do we do, nor are we supposed to do things according to the world. Because even though we're in the world, we're not of the world. But against principalities, we're fighting against principalities, angels, the despotism, against power, power that the demonic world has against the rulers of the darkness of this world. 
the demonic forces, the gates of hell, Satan and his army, working through world leaders against spiritual wickedness in high places. Spiritual wickedness in high places can be referred to the mind also, talking about God in the mind, but also spiritual wickedness in high places is actually also talking about it's in high places. It's known as witchcraft. For rebellion is as a sin of witchcraft. Verse 13, Wherefore, take unto you the whole arm of God, that ye may be able to withstand the evil day and having done all the same. When there is chaos and confusion, understand that this that is the evil day. We're at the last day. It is taking to you the whole oh my God that you may be able to withstand the evil day. I go to my book, Dreams and Visions, Volume One, the Express Inspired Secret Revelations of God. That spiritual warfare is to get your flesh to submit to the Spirit of God. Also, spiritual warfare is the call is to not only cause your flesh to die, but it's to submit to God, but to withstand in the evil day. Being in season, out of season. The Bible says that those that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength, that your mind will wings the evil, that your run not be weary, that your walk and not faint. Yes, you will get weary, but as you stand, you keep being obedient and praying, God will renew your strength. Amen? God will renew each and every one of our strengths. Because what? You're trusted in and you're standing on the word of God. Amen. Verse 14, stand therefore having your lungs girded about the truth and having on the breastplate of righteousness. Here we go. Stand therefore. Why does it have a comma after therefore? Stand even if it don't look right, not just standing on your feet, but have total faith in God, despite how your situations look. Having your learn good about what you learn is symbolic of like a parable dealing with a belt on your pants or waist. The word of God causes you from slipping. And even though the Bible says the righteous follow seven times and get back up, even when you do sin, you repent with, with a, a, a sincere heart and God will restore you back as if you have never, ever sinned. Because the Bible says in Isaiah, though your sins were red like crimson, they should be white like snow as far as the east is as far as the west. So will I remember them no more. So he's saying, stand up for have you learned heard about what's the truth. This is what's going to sustain you in the evil day. And have it on the breastplate of righteousness. Amen. Have it on the breastplate of righteousness. The breastplate of righteousness. Just like a breastplate for a soldier, the word of God is your righteousness. You understand what I'm saying? Verse 15, and your feet shot with the preparation of the gospel of peace. The Bible says in the New Testament, uh, the, the peace of God, keep your mind caught and fixed upon Jesus Christ, and the peace of God is the path of all knowledge and understanding should keep you. And watch this, having your feet shot with the preparation of the gospel of peace, just like you have shoes on your feet, the law will begin to direct yourself. The word is a lap to my path and a light to my feet. That's what the word of God says in Psalms 119. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 16, the next verse, above all, take in the shield of faith, wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fairy dogs of the wicked. Why does it say above all? Because to be strong in the Lord and the power of his might, as you're walking, as this is equivalent to walking, walking and putting on the full arm of God, take in the shield of faith. Why? Because the wicked one, as the Bible says in Matthew 13, if, when anybody don't understand the word of the kingdom, which is the word of God, 
then immediately the wicked one come and steal us with his stone in his heart. So as you have the word of God in your heart, even though the enemy is trying to steal it, when you have an understanding, you're going to stand no matter what. You're going to confess the word of God. You're going to confess the scriptures. You're going to seek God like never before. You're going to say, it is written. It is written. You're going to begin to pray. You're going to begin to fast to seek his face, and the enemy has to flee. The Bible says in Matthew 4, if I'm not mistaken, with Jesus in prison, he was tempted of the devil. He kept speaking the word of God in the vision. The enemy's love for us ceased. Amen. Verse uh, 16. Okay. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith you should be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. We have darts coming at us nonstop. We are in a war. The moment you receive Jesus Christ, your personal Lord and Savior, let me tell you, you have just enlisted in the army of the Lord. And the thing is, this is not to make you afraid or fearful. This is the introduction to spiritual warfare when you receive Jesus Christ, your personal Lord and Savior, and you got baptized. Um, also, to uh, 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 arsenal that will help each and every one of us in spiritual warfare is your heavenly tongue language. Your heavenly tongue language, which we're going to go into that uh, on another series, but, you know, there's three levels of tongue. That's when The first level is when you stop, we stop speaking the worldly language, stop cursing and speaking negative. We start speaking God's word. The second level of tongue is when God gives you the ability to speak any nationality and any language and have another learned. And God will give you the understanding of what is being said by the Holy Ghost in and through you. The third level of calm is when the Holy Ghost is interceding on your behalf when you're speaking in the language of angels. You see, because demons, principalities, powers, imps can understand your natural dialect. They can understand your English, Spanish, or whatever language you have. But when you begin to speak in tongues, they can't understand why because they were stripped of the glory. They never reached that level. And so when not only do you pray in English, but when you're speaking in tongues, understand that you are communicating also with angels. That's why the scripture says in Hebrews chapter 13, verses 1 and 2, verse 1 says, and let brotherly love continue, continue to be obedient to God and walk in the love of God, no matter what. Verse 2, and be not forgetful to entertain strangers, but thereby some of the entertain angels unaware. As you begin to speak in your, your, your heavenly language, my God, the Holy Ghost begins to intercede to God concerning things that we have missed out on or to be an attack against you or something, and the Holy Spirit will protect you. He will dispatch angels. Come on. It can be a love when you're concerned about it, and, and God will send angels to protect them or warn them. Amen. Verse 17, and take the heaven of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, the heaven of salvation. God will anoint you, as we're talking about the anointing, mantle, that he will protect your mind. The Bible says in Romans chapter 1, Romans chapter 8, verse 1, there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Verse 2 and 3, for uh, it also says, that for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus have made me free from the law of sin and death, verse 3, for what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh, God sent his son in the image of sin, in his son in the likeness of simple flesh, and for sin condemned sin in the flesh. Amen. 
Key point, Romans chapter 8, verse 1, there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh but after the Spirit. Amen. That's a blessing from God. The heaven of salvation, that when enemy try to condemn you or let you know that you are all worthy, because you have that word of God inside of you, you got the heaven of salvation, he'll throw those darks even come against your mind, but because you have the word of God and you keep confessing and you're obedient to God, your mind is protected because of the, of the mass or the anointing he has for you. It says, and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. They give a definition of the sword of the spirit. It says, which is the word of God. As you begin to speak that word of God, know that angels are begin to fight on your behalf and on others' behalf. As we speak negativity and worldly things, and understand that demons and the demonic world and him are carrying forth those assignments. That's why I said again, we have to be very careful what we say and what we speak. Because we, as, we, as we speak the word of God, angels are fighting on our behalf. Amen. Let's go to verse 18. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching day or two with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Okay. Verse 18, Ephesians chapter 6, verse 18. Praying always with all prayer. All prayer. Not just a, a, a prayer you pray every day. But what he's saying is if you need God to heal you, don't ask him for a financial blessing to ask God to heal you. Take the scripture from the Bible that says healing, and you begin to bring it to God's remembrance. If you need finances, don't go asking God for healing. Go to the financial scriptures and bring it to God. If you need salvation for someone, Go forth and take the salvation scripture and give it unto God. Praying always with all prayer, not just praying your own dialect, but also praying in the spirit. It says, and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer in the spirit, and supplicate and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication unto all saints. Watching thereunto with all perseverance. Now, you have to watch, listen, look, and observe in the natural as well as, as, well as in the spirit. And, and perseverance and supplication for all saints. We are responsible for one another. We are responsible for each other in the body of Christ. Amen. We are to love the brethren as the scripture tells us to. Uh, let us go for into our intro scripture. Amen. And this is our title is the key of the house of David. And this goes right into our series, which is Master Supernatural Impartation. Our intro scripture is entitled, Key of the House of David. To those of you that have your Bible, let us go into Isaiah chapter 22, verses 19 to 25. Isaiah chapter 22, verses 19 through 25 from the King James Bible. Amen. Isaiah chapter 22, starting from verse 19 from the King James Bible. Now, as I move from a read this, understand that we're still talking about natural. So here we go. Verse 19, and I will drive thee from thy station, and from thy faith shall he pull thee down. Okay. God has shown us all an operation of dealing with the anointed when God connects you with somebody, when he gives you favor with someone, just like God gave David favor with Saul. God had pulled Saul from his station. Now, he's, now, now in the scriptures, He's talking about Eliakim, son of Hilkiah. He's saying that, and I will drive thee from thy station, and from thy station shall be fully down, and it shall come to pass in verse 20, in that day that I will call my servant Eliakim, the son of Hilkiah. Okay, verse 21, and I will clothe them with thy robe, and strengthen them with thy girdle, and I will commit thy government into his hand, 
and he shall be a father to the heavens of Jerusalem and to the house of David. So I said, just like uh, God gave David favor with Saul and Saul was wicked, yet the Bible said David, Saul loved David and, and stood before him and he became an armor bearer. So God will begin to take the spirit that is upon you and place it upon other nations. Other allies causing for favor. They won't know why they're showing you for favor, but it is God doing it through you. This is confirmation. Isaiah chapter 22, verses 19 to 25, is confirmation of Matthew chapter 16 when Jesus said, uh, so Peter, so Simon, your name shall not only be Simon, but your name shall be Peter, which means the rock. And, and, and upon this rock I'll build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail. And what's in and I give unto you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatsoever you shall bind, there shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever you shall loose, there shall be loose in heaven. I understand that this right here, and Isaiah chapter 22, verses 19 to 25, is a confirmation of Matthew chapter 16, you know, with the keys of the kingdom of heaven. It's the same thing repeated. And watch this. He says in verse 21, And I will clothe thee with thy robe, and strengthen him with thy girdle. And I will commit thy government to his hand, so that he shall be a father to the heavens of Jerusalem, to the house of Judah. Verse 22, and the key of the house of David while I lay up on, the, up on his shoulder, so shall he open and none shall up, so shut. So shall he shut and none shall open. Verse 23, and I will fasten him as a nail in the chair place, and he shall be for glory and strong to his father's house. That's not verse 23. Now look at this. When God says, in the key, God says, in the key of the house of David while I lay up on his shoulder, God will take the spirit that's upon you and place it on somebody else. And watch this. God will give you favor with people. When he says, so shall you open and none shall shut, so shall you shut and none shall open. What he's showing you is in Matthew 16. And I give unto you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatsoever you shall bind on earth, you shall bound in heaven. What shall you loose on earth, you shall loose in heaven. Otherwise, God said, I'll give you favor with somebody, and, and, and their government and their kingdom and their authority, I'll give you responsibility over it. That's favor, divine favor from God. And so we, when we go into our... Uh, Series, Master Supernatural Impartation. I begin to say, Master Simpson's final spiritual garments of authority that is not aware of a supernatural grace that established the kingdom of heaven and the earth and around. Master represents spiritual covering, usually refer to spiritual authority and anointing, the apostolic and prophetic movement. So, when God said a nation, the Egyptian, Egypt, and Sabine's nations begin to come over you in chains, understand that God will give you wisdom, not understanding. But God will also use people to begin to open up doors. They don't necessarily have to give you money, but God will cause them to open up doors. That one door will change your whole life and destiny forever. That's favor from God. Also, the scripture says in Isaiah chapter 16, verses 3 and 4, he says in verse 3, And the Gentiles shall come to thy light, and kings to the brightness of thy rise. And the light representation of the anointing. As you begin to overcome a season, God begins to anoint you with more power than you had before. And so what happened is God begins to cause greater favor to begin to manifest. In the next verse, Isaiah chapter 16, verse 4, he says, Look and see all they gather themselves together. Thy sons come on for and thy daughters shall be nursed at thy side. God will cause people to be attracted to thee, not sexually, but they will come around you and hang around you and don't know why they're doing it because God will use you to begin to minister unto them. God will begin to use you to begin to be a blessing unto them so you can go forth and minister the gospel unto them. Amen. Amen. Let us go forth, if I may, into our thesis. This is our 
well, before we go into the thesis, let's go to First Samuel 18, 1. Amen. First Samuel chapter 18, verse 1. Amen. First Samuel chapter 18, verse 1, from, coming from King James Bible. This is another example of dealing with favor from God. But the key of the house of David with the master supernatural impartation, when God gave you favor. First Samuel chapter 18, verse 1, from the King James Bible reads, And it came to pass, when he had made an end of speaking unto Saul, that the soul of Jonathan was knit with the soul of David, and Jonathan loved him as his own soul. There we go again. When the Bible says the soul of Jonathan was knit with the soul of David, God took the spirit that was upon David and placed it upon Jonathan, and Jonathan unconsciously did not know why he loved David, not in a sexual relationship, but loved him as he loved himself. You know what I'm saying? And so Jonathan really loved David, because the Bible does not say the Spirit of God came upon Jonathan, but we understand that God took the Spirit that's upon David and placed it upon Jonathan. Therefore, they had like spirit. So Jonathan put his life on the line for David. That's called favor from God. Amen. Let us go right now, if, if I may, let us go ahead and go into our thesis. Amen. And I title it The Comforter. Amen. The Comforter. Amen, the comforter. Amen. To those of you that have your mind, let us go into John chapter 14, verses 26 through 27. Amen. John chapter 14, verses 26 through 27. Amen. From the King James Bible. Amen. John chapter 14, verses uh, 26 and 27. It reads to your hearing. But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance, whatsoever I said unto you. Verse 27, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you, not as the world give, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. So we understand that the Comforter are talking about also celestial angels, angels coming in many shapes, sizes, and different forms. God will also uh, bring people in your life and he will put his spirit upon them people, as the Bible says, a new heart, a new spirit will I give them. I'll take it with a stony heart and get my heart of flesh. So God will bring confidence into your life who will begin to help you, who will begin to assist you, who will begin to strengthen you, who will begin to love you, who will begin to encourage you. They will even say things you don't want to hear that's better for you, that, that, that's for the betterment of your life. They will pray for you. They will speak the word of God into your life. They will be a blessing from God unto you. They'll be like the Holy Ghost, the Comforter. Uh, they will confirm things, and this will be your first time meeting them, and you know that they don't know them. You know that you didn't tell them this, and they will confirm it directly from God, and you will know that they are from God. They, they are God's peace that he leaves with us. Peace to give them to us, not as the world give, them, give him unto us. Let, he said, let not, let not our heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Why not? Well, he said, let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Because you know, overcame that season. Now he's been strengthening your heart because he's been for uh, a new friendship, maybe a new relationship in business, or whatever it is you need God to give you. That's, that's exactly what he will do. Uh, John chapter 15, verses 26 to 27. Amen. John chapter 15, verses 26 to 27 from the King James Bible reads. But when the Comforter is come, whom I will send unto you from the Father, even the Spirit of truth which proceeded from the Father, he shall testify of me. Verse 27, and you also shall bear witness because you have been with me from the beginning. These people proceed from God. Meaning that when God touched them, see, 
that a lot of times I say that a war, the warfare that you go through is not just your warfare, but you're battling other people's demons also. So as, as you go through your own warfare and you battle other people's battles, God will begin to set people free from the modern strongholds. And so what happens is the Bible says in Isaiah chapter 60, verse uh, 3 and 4, it says, verse 3, the Gentiles shall come to the light kings to the brightness of the horizon because you are so strengthened and you have not only battled your warfare but have also battled other people's demons. God has set some people free. Now God will use you to begin to nurse these people, which means you begin to minister the word of God to them to begin to strengthen them. Uh, Isaiah 60, verse 4, said, Listen, see, all they gather themselves together. Thy son shall come from far, and thy daughter shall be nursed at thy side. Basically saying, I will cause people to come around you always at all times, and they have my spirit upon you, and I will use it as doors, as bridges, to bring you to the other side to connect you. As Jesus said, let us go into the other side. Uh, let us go into the last verse, Isaiah, uh, John chapter 16. Verses 13 to 16. John chapter 16, verses 13 through 16. John chapter 16, verses 13 through 16. Amen. From the King James Bible, I read to you here in Habib, that means, however, when he, the Spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you to all truth. But he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. Verse 14. He shall glorify me, for he shall receive a mind to show it unto you. Verse 15, all things that the Father have a mind, therefore said I that he shall take a mind and shall show it unto you. Verse 16, a little while and ye shall not see me. And again, a little while and ye shall see me because I go to the Father. We also talk about celestial angels. God has angels fighting on our behalf as God had an angel in Genesis chapter 3. Uh, the last, I believe the last verse, how God had a cherubim with a famous sword which to cover the tree of life of of not a tree of knowledge of good and evil. And the Bible and God has placed an angel there, but also God is saying too that I will send people into your life who will have my spirit. It will be the spirit of truth. They will have a genuine spirit. They're gonna be full of my love. He said he said they will he said I will use them to guide them to all truth. They won't speak about themselves. Yeah they're gonna tell you who they are, but they're not gonna be boastful or brag for people. But what but whatsoever he should hear that should be speaking, he will show you things come. So God will send for people to begin to confirm things to you, and you'll be your first time meeting them, and God will assign them to you for a lifetime. Some of them only sign for a season. Some of them sign for only a couple of days or one day. He said, they shall glorify me, which means they shall receive a mind to show it unto you. Understand the part also when you're praying, God is also speaking to other people too or concerning your life. All things the Father have a mind, therefore said I that he shall take a mind to show it unto you. Things that you desire, God will cause people to begin to open up doors for you. They even have it in their hand. They'll bless you with it. Everybody's not going to be willing to obedience because God speaks to people one-on-one in an audible voice. He speaks to them in dreams and visions, and if they, and, and if they don't receive it, and, and they allow the enemy to block the ears, God will send forth a messenger or a prophet to, to begin to speak that word to them. And the thing is, a lot of people won't do what God says because they're fighting against the Holy Ghost. And so what happened is God, the angels be wrestling with them, and what happened is God will allow them to be stripped of everything. So that's why he said, I will bless those that bless you and curse those that curse you. Why? Because you can only bless and curse people based on instruction. And if people don't follow the instruction, God will be very patient. He will wait months. He will wait years. And eventually, he will allow a person to go through turmoil because they blaspheme against the Holy Ghost. And what happened is God always got a ram in the bush. 
That's why we got to remain humble. We can't think that we all this and we all that because that's what God already got somebody lined up who can replace us. So we got to be humble and seek his faith. Amen. So we just, I just got to minister to you, man, for supernatural importation. I just praise God and thank God for what he is doing because I'm going to tell you, you know what, God is good and good all the time. Praise God. I will be going forth on talk to you. Um, that's letting God have his way. I'll be going forth on talk to you Monday uh, through Friday. I'm going to go on talk to you at uh, 11, 8, 11 a.m. Central Standard Time. 11 a.m. Central Standard Time. Amen. 11 a.m. Central Standard Time. And I've been looking to see you there. Amen. Praise God. Uh, you know, the number is 724-444-7444. The call ID is 137621-POUND. Again, 137621-POUND. Amen. Well, praise God. I'm going to go forth into an altar call for those of you who have not received Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. Just repeat after me. It's a simple prayer. Lord Jesus, I'm a sinner. I was born in sin, and the sin of my mother conceived me. I ask you to forgive me of my sins. Come to my life. Be my personal Lord and Savior. And I thank you. Give me the evidence of speaking in tongues. Baptize me in the Holy Ghost of God. And I thank you. Lead me to a home church where they're preaching and teaching the true gospel word of Jesus Christ. And I thank you. Give me pastors according to your heart with your people with knowledge and wisdom and understanding. And I thank you that my life is changing, that I'll never, ever be the same again. Well, praise God if you just made that sinner's prayer, that confession's prayer. We thank God for you, the Bible says, the angels of God rejoice, because your life, your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. It's written in heaven. Amen. Well, praise God. Amen. And like I told you before, I'll be on here Monday through Friday. If I'm not on here on one of these days, we have a shadow of a doubt. Uh, you can check me out also on Blog Talk Radio. I, 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 I use the ministry name, Round of the Seer. And you can check me out on here on TalkShoot. Amen. Under the name of Powers of Chris, or you can look up the series we're doing right now. It's titled Master Supernatural Impartation. And we thank God for you all. And remember, as I said, you can email me at Apostle Christopher Covington at Dynasty, that's the number seven, ministries.com. Again, Apostle Christopher Covington at Dynasty 7 Ministries.com. Email me, get in contact with me. Message me on Blog Talk Radio. Message me on Talk Shoot. Amen. And remember, you know, hallelujah, this, this, you write your praise reports and tell me about the exciting things that God is doing for your life. And, Father, we thank you. Father, God, for these your precious people for what you're doing inside of each and every one of their lives. Father, God, we thank you for the word that you have ministered to our spirit. We thank you for what our eyes have seen, what our ears have heard. We thank you for the bread of life. God, we just glorify you. We magnify you, God, in the name of Jesus Christ, Father God. We speak dead cancellation, Father God, unto your people, that they owe nobody nothing but to love them. We despise angels to go before your people, Father God, to make the crooked places straight. And we thank you that it is done. In Jesus' name, we believe in the power of God. It's already done. We believe it, Father God. We decree it, Father God. We apply the blood of Jesus Christ upon your people's lives. And remember, as I say always, for whatsoever you're going, that you're connected to, and whosoever you're connected to, That's where you're going, and that is the Lord Jesus Christ. Till we meet again, God bless you and peace.